van het geld van gemeenten naar die nieuwe aanbieders... die vaak relatief eenvoudige zorg bieden. Het weer, regen en motregen, later buien aan de kust mogelijk met onweer... een stevige zuidenwind tot ongeveer 14 graden. Ook morgen buien en een graad of 15. Dit was het NOS Journaal. Amsterdam, wereldstad met vele gezichten. Ontdek ze allemaal in het Amsterdam Museum... waar alle liefhebbers van Amsterdam terecht kunnen. Of u nu van geschiedenis, 17e-eeuwse schilderkunst... actuele maatschappelijke onderwerpen of bier houdt. Ga voor het complete programma van tentoonstellingen en kaarten... naar amsterdammuseum.nl Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.nl. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Razo every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Razo! Voice of Ninja is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. We can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06-846-06-550. That's 06-846-06-550. Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise. person if you don't. For more information, visit our website amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus. Anyone can catch corona. Corona does not discriminate. Stay at home. Only go out if you must. Always keep one and a half meter distance. Obey the rules. You risk a fine of up to 400 euros per person if you don't. For more information, visit our website. Amsterdam.nl slash coronavirus.
would like to say good morning to you and welcome to our Good Morning Show. This is Radio Voice of Niger, coming to you on the airwaves of Radio Razo. Hosting the program this morning is, of course, Apostle Larry Dockano. Welcome and welcome. Let's share together a word of prayer before we proceed any further. Father, we thank you once again for the gift of life, for another opportunity to display our gratitude unto you. On behalf of myself, my household, and the entire nation and our world, we say thank you. We would like to commit ourselves into your hands to ask for your guidance throughout this day and for the rest of the week, and in fact, for the rest of the month, up to the end of the year. We need your guidance, your, your leadership, your wisdom to carry on. In the midst of these uncertain times, let the peace, protection continue to rest upon our entire land and upon our world. Help us to go to, to overcome the threats that are all around us, especially of the virus that is on the increase right now. Thank you that your protection will keep us all safe. Let the broadcast this morning minister to somebody, touch somebody's life like never before. We are grateful for the opportunity to be of service. Take the glory today and for all time. In Jesus' name, amen. As you know, this is the gospel inspirational segment. And very shortly, we'll be bringing to you the word of God, an exhortational word, dubbed The Miracles of Jesus, presented by Apostle Heller of Dorkin. And that will take us to the hour of nine o'clock. And I will tell you what else will be coming your way. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspirational moment.
Ladies and gentlemen, let me quickly bring you um, a brief uh, scripture for today. And after that, we'll be heading to the uh, segment for the Word of God. I'm taking this scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 55. And from the verse 6, Isaiah 55, from the verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the righteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto God, and he will have mercy upon him. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. As the heavens, for as the heavens are higher, than the earth. So are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is an open invitation to everyone. In uncertain times, but also in normal times, God is our refuge. And this is an invitation to you out there. Reach out to God. Connect with Him. Call upon Him. Yield yourself to Him that he may help you and guide you through the affairs of this life.
thank you and I bless your holy name. I, I bless you for tuning in, I mean, and, uh, and you are going to have a very powerful time, even as we are tuned in. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and we thank you for this opportunity. It's always a privilege to come to this, to this so God waves, to talk to your people. I'm so grateful for what you are going to do. Lord, it's a new day and we thank you as we submit our strength unto you. Give us the power, Lord, to be able to speak that, which, oh God, will be meaningful to your people. And let, oh God, there not be any demarcation between me and them. I pray that through this cavalized of men shall be returned back unto you. That people who are broken as they shall be amended. In your lifetime, 
Because when we go about, we pack all of those people that crowd around us, and then uh, and then we think those are friends. Mm, they are not, honestly. Because when you need them, that's the time you find out that they are not friends. They will give you every excuse why they can't support you. They will mock you behind you. They will laugh and scorn you at your failure. They will be the first to slap. They will be the first to want to humiliate you. Why they say something different in your presence, in your absence, they are declaring you. They join your opponents to make sure that they pull you down. They will give your opponents tips on how you will come down because your progress make them envy. You don't know? When you laugh, they're not happy. Even though they're clustering you, whatever you have, you're trying to share it with them, they're never satisfied. Those are not the sort of friends that, that I'm, I want to talk about today. When I'm talking about us needing each other, I'm talking about us looking in the community, looking among our, our those who are hanging around and finding those who can really be true friends. And those are the people that when the time that you need them are there, they will come for you. And when they need you, don't fail to be there for them. The Bible tells us of such a friend or such a person, the first has to be Jesus. When you have him, you have everything in your life. It's a friend that's ticket better than a brother. That's Jesus. At any time you need him, at any time you need him, Jesus is always ready. It doesn't matter how down you are, he will pick you from that down. It does not matter how guilty you may find yourself, as long as you open up your mouth and confess that, he will forgive you. It's a friend that's ticket better than a brother. You can afford to put your confidence in the man Jesus. And you see, you need you need him as just just like he also will need you to open up your mouth and testify about the goodness of him and bring other souls into the kingdom of God. Now I give us an example of a man that really had good friends and eventually those friends had to come to his aid. In the book of Luke chapter 5, from verse 18 and 20, the Bible tells us, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. Palsy is a sort of paralysis, especially accompanied by an involuntary tremor. So it checks, it makes people to check. So, and they thought these people brought a man with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. They, they discovered that Jesus was somewhere, and they know that everywhere that Jesus goes, he heals the sick, he raises the dead. So, when they saw that their friend had a problem, he had a problem and he could not help himself, and the crowd have occupied where Jesus was, and there was no means for them to enter into the arena. What did they do? He said, and when they could not find way to go in, way to bring him, because the multitude were so much, they went upon 
the house top, that's the roof, and let him down through the ceiling with his catch into the mist before Jesus. So that means they, they look for a way, climb the roof of the house, and then began to drop the man gently with his catch. They dropped the man, they, they made sure the man landed in the midst in front of Jesus. I want you to examine the strength that must have gone out of them, the tactics, the time that must have been consumed. You see, when, you, when people begin to discover that they need others, to achieve in life, they need others to support in life, they need others to be successful, they will not be putting up the sort of counterfeit behavior that they are putting up. This man was handicapped. This man had palsy. This man could not help himself anymore. This man had been, you know, this man had been, you know, constrained only to bedridden. That he was now waiting to die, waiting that was the, the next step for him to be written off. He's been written off, but his friends refused. Not the family, friends. The Bible says, and friends brought him. The friends. Oh, may the Lord, as you are listening to me at this moment, may the Lord give you good friends. As you are listening to me this moment, may the Lord connect you to good friends. May you yourself begin to desire to be a better person. Hallelujah. When you look around your neighborhood, when you look around you, what are the needs you are finding? How are you supporting those who are in need, more especially in this pandemic period? How are you helping those who have lost precious ones? Under the influence of COVID-19, what are you doing to support and to help and to be a blessing? In what assistance are you giving to people around you? Or you just cruise along your car, you alone, and you zoom off and you go. Thank God you are healthy and you are alive. But do you know when it's going to be your turn? When you find yourself, you are opportune to influence something that will make somebody happy. What do you do? Do you turn your back and join the against people, against that person who is depending on you to help him to go to the next level? When it is a time to go and cast, maybe, maybe, maybe a friend. Somebody is trusting you for his next level. What do you do? Is it time to conspire against that person and join up with the against people just to make sure that you bring the person down? What do you do? Let us learn from the experience of his friends who brought this man to Jesus. The Bible said, and when he saw their faith, who? Jesus. When he saw their faith, he said unto the man, Man, their sins are forgiven thee. Jesus could not believe that they could still be friends who could be so intimate, who could make such an effort to drop their friend 
dropping from the center of the roof down to the ground where Jesus was standing just for the man to have life. I believe they said, even if that would be the last love, what I showed to this man, let us do our last. And let it be that he didn't recover. But good then, then, when the man landed in front of Jesus, the man received back life. You see, you need to give somebody a push to get to the next level of that person. You don't need to allow the person to die and to die in agony, to die and to die in hunger, to die and die in joblessness, when you have the privilege to influence the life of somebody. I give us another scripture to buttress what I'm speaking about this morning. In John chapter 11, we learned about Lazarus, how Lazarus died. We learned everything about Lazarus being a very good friend of Jesus. Lazarus, Mary and Martha, everybody knew them because even their village was known because of their influence with Jesus. But the time came, Lazarus was the only son among these two sisters. So nobody told, nobody spoke about their, their parents. But what we know is that Bethany became known for, you know, a place of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So they had a great influence. They were influential and they were friends of Jesus. And Jesus was always going to Bethany because of them. But Lazarus became sick. And the sick, the sickness, claimed the life of, of Lazarus. Eventually he died. While the sisters were waiting for Jesus to come, Jesus did not come at that time. So it became like, hmm, your friend, you dead him and he was not there. The, the, the friend you guys were dining with, he was nowhere to be found when your only brother was sick. So that could have left bitterness in their heart. But somewhere along the line, Jesus heard about the sickness of Lazarus and could not go because Jesus wanted to prove a point somehow. So eventually when Jesus now decided to go to, 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 to Bethany, they had already buried Lazarus. So the professional mourners were still all hanging around, just like when they had buried the people, so people don't normally leave them. Others are still hanging around for some couple of days. So the Lazarus had already stayed four days. And the grief. So eventually when Jesus came to the scene and everybody was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and they were wondering if he were to be here, our brothers wouldn't have died and others began to gossip and he said he can heal people. Why didn't he come at the right time? They were all making all of those mouths. Jesus looked. The Bible said he wept and he went to the stone. He went to the, the side they have laid Lazarus. He went to the side and then, you know, with that groaning heart, broken spirit, Jesus said to the people around, take away, take away the stone that you have laid on top of his grave. Take it away. Take it away. They began to give excuses. Jesus said, I said, take it away. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. 
And the Bible said in verse 40 of that uh, John 11, verse 40, and they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. They took away the stone. You see, Jesus had all power. He knew what he could have done. He knew how he would have called a man forth from the grave without even with the stone and everything still, you know, still intact. But he wanted that they should do some certain things. He wanted that those around should do some certain things. So there's a time in our life, there's a time in the life of people when they're not able to help themselves and that's why we need each other. There's a time I may not be able to do what I'm used to doing for myself and I need you. There'll be a time you will not be able to do yours and you will need me. This man who passed on, he was no more able. I mean, no matter how he desired to live, he was not able to give himself life. No matter how the sisters had desired him to live, because he was the only son, they were not able to give him life. Jesus himself got there. Jesus didn't want to do the job all alone because he believes that there are things we need to do if we need to see his presence. If we need to be revived, if we need to recover, if we need to prosper, if we need to excel, there are things we ourselves, there are things that must be done. That means he, Jesus will not do it all. So if you are in a condition, in a situation where you cannot help yourself, God expects that those around you, those who have been your friends, and that's why I'm talking about real friends, those who are your real friends, who are around you, who know what has been your problem, that's the time they're supposed to stand in the gap for you. They are supposed to stand in the gap and provide. They're supposed to make every effort to make sure that you are being sustained. They don't need to throw in their towel and just give up on you. They are the time, that's the time they're supposed to make attempt to take away the stone, to take away the, the, the hindrances that are preventing you not to live, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to, not to go forward, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to prosper. We need each other. You need me, I need you. You, you need good friends to stand and be a hedge around you. The family members of Lazarus couldn't do that. I mean, the sisters could not do that. They could not. Because if they had known that, it's just, it's just, it's just, they couldn't call forth. I mean, they couldn't call forth their brother to come back to life. They could not. And they just wanted that Jesus would do everything when Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus comes eventually. Maybe, maybe who knows if he will call forth our brother. We don't know. We, we don't know because the guy is gone. But Jesus said, do your own part while I do my own part. What does that mean to you in this COVID time, in this pandemic? You're supposed to open up your eyes very wide. Look around. Who would you be a support to? Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone that is hindering somebody else not to live. Take away that which is a source of pain in the life of somebody else and give them joy. Don't be, don't, don't, don't enjoy when others are down. 
Don't enjoy it when others have failed. Don't enjoy it when others have, have, have been disappointed. Don't be a, 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 a celebrant of sadness when you see other people sad and sorrowful. That's the time you should be led, and that's the time you're in your best. No, don't be, don't be. Give assistance. Give assistance to those who need it. Give food to those who need it. Put food, put, put smile in the faces of people each day you live. Provide for the have not. Don't, don't see your neighbor who have lost job because many people have lost their jobs in this season of pandemics. They have lost their jobs. And then you know they have no food. And it's not you to provide for them. You just wave, say, never buy. You're not revolving stones. You're not. You're hardened. You saw those who are sick. Instead of you giving a helping hand, like, call the ambulance, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. Yes, call the ambulance for the, you just, okay, you've not seen your neighbor for two or three days. You never care to know whether he's still alive. As long as you can enter your car and drive away. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone from people's life. The source of their pain. The source of their grief. That which is adding to their sorrow. Take it away and give somebody joy. Assist to give somebody joy. Assist to put a smile in the faces of people. Assist to sponsor those who have no ability to train their children. Assist to sponsor and help their kids to go to school. Now they are alive. Now you have the substance. Assist somebody else. Let me know. Let me just mention it here. Let me. A good friend. They are called bonafide. They are those who open up their heart and tell you the truth, even if it hurts. That's how you know a good friend. Those who come to your rescue during your deepest time of crisis, not those who desert you, not those who go glue, glue, glue. I'm going through a process right now. But you see, there are those I expect to say, oh, wow, did it happen? But there are others who are laughing and scorning. And then they say, oh, will she be the only one that is always there? Yeah, 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 we also must go there. And there are those who have hibernated. They, they act as if they don't know. And then they wait until the time is over, and then they come again to this office, pretend to be friends. As you have heard this, please be a genuine. From Apostle Hela Rudwak, you know, and uh, with the out of the way, we'll be, uh, well, the next moments, we'll play some music, take the news, and then we'll proceed.
worship. I have come to give you thanks. I have come to give you praises. I have come to lift my hands over my yeah. Well, in case you just join us, this is Radio Voice of Niger. With uh, this short musical interlude, we'll be preparing to bring you uh, our next segment, uh, Beliefs on uh, Raising Children Within 1,000 Days of Life. Raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days of life. In this show, we will be exploring what are some of the cultural and traditional beliefs pertaining to carrying pregnancy and raising healthy children within the first 1,000 days of life. That is from conception to the second year. The primary aim of this um, event is to investigate which beliefs and practices govern how we raise children uh, from especially our West African tradition and culture. Here we will be sharing best practices handed down to us today. Also, we'll be contrasting these beliefs with modern day principles uh, and so, so by benefiting our community here. 
to do justice to the topic today, I'm going to give uh, the control over to Miss Helen Roof. Miss Apostle Helen Roof. Oh, don't you know? <laughs> She's going to introduce our guest for today. Well, well, thank you so much for that honor, and it's a privilege. And our, our fans out there, we trust that you are ready and to embrace this which is coming to you. Beliefs on how to raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days. So our guests, they are professionals that are well known in, in the city of Amsterdam Southeast and beyond, and we are always proud when they make our time just to be with us. So permit me to introduce you to uh, Mrs. Joyce Abuachi, who is a maternity nurse and proprietor of Joy Kramsog, a trusted and respected local community maternity practice, and also she's a leader, a community leader. Welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they watched you on Saturday on the television, Salto, because we were discussing on raising kids on um, uh, two cultures. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, Miss Joyce is also here with uh, her um, colleague. Eh? Uh, sister Sylvia. Yes, Miss Sylvia. Miss Sylvia, please, would you say hello to our fans? Hello. And introduce yourself, please. I'm Sylvia. I'm a Dutch person. I'm yes. also an employee of Joy Kramsor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm living 44 years in South East. Exactly, 44 years. Practicing. No, practicing uh, 25 years. Wow, it's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. We appreciate me. it when you make time to be with us. And, uh, and uh, we, ha we have the only he among them, <laughs> who is also a father. Uh, Mr. Peter, would you please say hello to Radio Voice of Niger fans and introduce yourself properly? Hello, listeners. My name is Peter Tombe. Okay. I'm living here I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah. You are a father. I am a father. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. Yes. All right. So, uh, without wasting uh, too much time, we are starting with our first uh, question. Okay. So, um, we also would like that our viewers or our listeners, please, we know that you also will be watching this on our Ustream. Uh, please feel very, very free to give us a call on the studio number, which is 027371619. Our professionals who are here will be more than willing to, you know, entertain your questions and also your suggestions. All right. I'm throwing the first question to this maternity nurses. Okay, from our cultural and traditional point of view, are there any special treatment of food, exercises, behaviors that are supposed to go along well with a pregnant woman in order for her to have a healthy child? If so, what are some of these things and why? Is the question clear? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the the floor is open, please. Miss Joyce. Good. Thank you. 
It's a clear question, but uh, my uh, question to this very question actually to elaborate is, is what is culture? We need to understand what culture is. But for a pregnant woman, yeah. whether you live in Timbuktu or you live in the uh, in the North Pole or you live here in Amsterdam Southeast, yeah. culture around pregnancy is global the same. Really? Speaking from a medical point of view and from the cultural, as I said, they all need to avoid stress. That's number one. Really? Every pregnant woman needs to avoid stress. Especially the first trimester of the pregnancy. So until the baby has been confirmed, the pregnancy has been confirmed through echo or through a gynecologist. We do not consider the first treatment seriously because we know it's seriously, but yeah, we, we know that something can go wrong. So the first time you know that you are pregnant, every health practitioner will advise you to avoid stress. Eat healthy. And then we come to the question, what is a healthy diet for a pregnant woman? Exactly. Depending on where you are living, the culture, the traditions of where you are living, I'm a Ghanaian, and I did my schooling in the Netherlands, and so I'm talking to cultures. Yes, exactly. But a balanced diet and a healthy diet is global the same. So stress, avoiding stress is most important. Enough rest and eat healthy. And when we say healthy food in the Netherlands here, then we would say brown bread. Yeah, brown bread, and most of the time during the pregnancy, the midwife is giving you a list what not to eat because some foods are very dangerous for uh, the baby during the pregnancy yes uh, like organ flesh like liver um, um, not prepared meat um, so it's it's very care you have to really carefully uh, follow that list and Normally, eat healthy, like eat your vegetables. Yes. Um, you can eat rice, potatoes, um, fish. Fish is very good during the pregnancy. Oh, really? Um, and those who cannot afford it? Then, then you can eat meat, but make it well prepared, not eat it rare. So if you like uh, uh, taking a steak, yeah. it's not medium rare, but it's make it well good. done. Probably yes. Good. So that's that's really the the thing that they have to listen to the midwife and following that list. Okay. And that's pure during the pregnancy. Okay. So if, also, yes. Excuse me. You all, you did uh, mention something. If the woman cannot afford. Yeah. Okay. Pay for the fish or the balanced diet that the midwife is no. giving. Yeah. Carrying the baby is your. A baby, but the responsibility is on the government and the entire society. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, Africa, yes, but yeah. in Africa, that's not the way. Well, you're talking about here. Yeah. And even if in Africa you are pregnant and very poor, you go and beg for food, I don't think anybody will refuse you. Yeah, as a pregnant woman. As a pregnant woman. It's true. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, that even here, it's not only your responsibility. If you cannot afford, yes. you are carrying the baby, but it's the responsibility yes. of the government 
and the community to make sure that you have a healthy pregnancy. Compared to Africa, as you are saying, if you are pregnant and you are wearing a high heel, going from party to party, believe me, someone who doesn't know you will just call and say, hey, are you serious about this pregnancy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone can warn you. Yeah. So likewise, in the Netherlands, the government is also responsible for you carrying a healthy pregnancy. So if financially you are not fit enough to provide for the list that the midwife has given you yes. or advice that the doctor is giving you, mm -hmm. feel free and discuss with your midwife, your house doctor, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your social worker, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. will see to make sure that your needs are being provided. Of course, they are not going to make it extra vegan for you, but the basic needs will be provided if you make your worries known. Uh, to I, your need, I need to explain here. Make sure you're still like far away from my microphone. It sounds like an echo. Okay. So if you can draw it much closer, okay. it will be helpful. Also, same applies to Peter. Uh, okay. I, I, need to yeah. spring, I need to spring in here. Um, the, we are talking about beliefs um, because there are beliefs which are peculiar to, to the way children are raised. And exactly. that, we need to focus on that uh, because the, what we want to really discover is what are the our cultural beliefs and customs, traditions which really go a long way to enhance the way children are, are raised in a healthy way in the first 1,000 days. You know, uh, I think the feeding part which you talked about, you spoke about, I think it's quite. General, that applies everywhere. But let us focus on what we know from our parents or our grandparents about how uh, children before they are born and the one first two years of their of their birth, uh, how they must be treated for each other for them to be healthy. Yeah. That is the that's the crux of the whole matter here. Exactly. Like, 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 for instance, for instance, when uh, a child is born, I've seen in my culture when a child is born, and then while they are buffing the child, the way the mothers they will just hold this child so I shake this child, you know, from the leg side, you know, the two, and then do so, do so, and then you, you are wondering sometimes they will throw it to the other hand again and do that, do that, and then. Sometimes they will just look at where they think is a brain <laughs> and use some hot water and press their press there. And then sometimes you see them trying to uh, uh, shape their head. Because yeah. yeah, I go wondering, why are they doing this on this child? They say if they don't do that, the child will not be able to have a, a real good hair. You know, the, the head will just be somehow. And then things like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. wants to say. Uh, from my point of view, yeah, that's, uh, that, uh, that has to do with a lot of uh, cultural difference because it, 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 there is a way people uh, and people the, the way they handle things is, yeah. might be different from how others do it. Yes. Um, in Africa, for instance, yeah. like uh, in support of what you've been saying, yeah, I've seen a situation when a child is being born, how um, the adults, yeah. yeah how they can handle even uh, looking at the child that is very fragile, uh -huh. that is very fragile, like, still at that time, they can handle that child in such a degree that if you're not, if you as a, an onlooker might be thinking that, oh, that child might just give up. Really? But, but it's not that way. Yeah. But it, 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 in that, their orthodox method of 
doing it. I yeah. think it is very, very essential. Exactly. That, this, uh, this exactly. One of the reasons why, why they are doing that. Well, uh-huh. like like those from the rivers, those from the river state in Nigeria, I heard that when the child is that's still very I'm, small, that, that's they quickly it. throw the child inside the water. Instantly. Because they, they, that's they the river right area. I assume that the child might get drowned. Yes. But it's not going to get drowned. Because they are trying to intimate the child on the norms, on the way. <laughs> exactly, you are right. You're right. Is it about the Down syndrome children you're talking about? Because it's not familiar to No, no, ma. That, no, that, no, 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 children. That hasn't got anything to do with the Down syndrome or whatever. But this in, uh, the cultic children in general, yeah. in relation to the cultural background of that, that's, they raise it, they raise such a child, yeah. in such a degree that the child will be growing healthy. Mm. That's what they believe because, uh, let me add to what he is saying, um, there are kids who are from cultural background, they are from riverine areas in Africa. So, uh, and these riverine areas do not have, uh, we don't have access to, you know, to how to cross the river to the other side of the country to go and get some groceries and whatever. Okay, we don't have canoes and all of those things, you know? So they have a local way of doing it. Yes. So from that little childhood, so these kids, when they are born, mm-hmm. ahead, ahead. So they are being thrown inside the river. river. Just, just to acquaint, them. acquaint the child with the river. So they keep throwing the child inside the river like but, but once away. How, how, what does that got to do with the child being healthy? The child grows up to be very, very healthy because the child first is not afraid of water and the child is, can swim. Yes. The child can really be a very good swimmer. And then at the same time, the child is... <laughs> so, 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 so that's, the, that's the cultural perspective of, uh, yeah. of that, that distance. Uh, we have similar on our weapon, uh, <coughs> and that's what we call that we know that the babies are immersed in the womb full yeah. of water. Yeah. Okay. So when they are also born, yeah. in order not to... Um, scare them? Scare them, not scare, actually get them, give them the feeling yeah, of so being in the womb. Yeah. Being safe. Yes. So when sometimes yes. when we are bathing, apart from the traditional bath we give to the African women, yeah. there are some Dutch women who would prefer that we immerse the child in a bath. Mm-hmm. So there's a type of bath called tummy top. Yeah. It's like a bucket in the shape of a womb. Okay. Really? It's very transparent. So yeah. you can see your water being in your baby being immersed in that water. Of course, we do lift the nose yeah. okay. for them to be breathing. But yeah. often do. Sometimes we just uh, immerse them in the water to have that feeling and that shocking. So it makes them very strong yeah. and brave. Wow. It makes them strong and okay. brave. And yes. that will make me relate to the Nigerian exactly. you are yes. telling me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But not in a river, actually. But here in Holland, we have this baby swimming. Yeah. yeah. Where a mother, yeah. when you you've passed the period uh, uh, from, uh, excuse me, yeah. that when you stop bleeding yeah. after the uh, birth, yeah. you can go to the swimming pool. There's a special department for babies yeah. that your baby could also be introduced to water. <laughs> And then they can swim with mother or other young adults. Yes. Well, that, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I think there are more we like to share because uh, that is just one aspect of me. training the acquainting the baby with, uh, uh, let's say, hey, his or immediate environment and maybe future environment, especially if it has to do with water, something like that. 
or, or getting the baby familiarized with, uh, you know, giving the baby the feeling that he or she is still like the lifestyle of the is still in the womb or something like that. Okay, that is just one. Uh, but I, I'm sure there are many other many. beliefs yeah. and practices which contribute to, uh, help to contribute towards giving the child a yeah. healthy, you know, situation. Yeah. And so these are some of the things we want to explore this morning. Yeah. So I, I would like that one. This yeah. was I'm sure you have plenty. I mean, yeah, no, no, we have. Side, it's yeah. difficult to relate to the different cultures yeah. because we have more than 144 yeah. nationalities in Africa. No, no, just pray for the Ghanaian, the Ghanaian yeah. yeah, like Those bathing are, of the babies yeah. that uh, we yeah. do yeah. Uh, from West Africa. Yeah, doing what? Yeah. West Africa, West Africa, yeah. Yeah. bathing yeah. the baby with yeah. soap. Mm. Yeah. Soap, yeah, yeah. Soap, scrubbing their bodies yeah. for about one hour, a child is being back. Mm-hmm. Actually, it breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any professional to see the baby screaming. And exactly, but yes. Behind that. Exactly. What is the belief? I, the belief is that the baby is dirty. Mm-hmm. The uh, blood is. The baby is will clean. smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. So all the blood needs to be washed. Yeah. And the baby is not hygienic enough, so the baby will smell. And if you don't take proper care by washing properly, the smell will remain in the baby's body till... Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. That's what they say. So having done my education here, I've sat down to analyze how true this thing is. All that I do tell people from Caribbean and also from Africa is that it yeah. could be true and it's yeah. really true in Africa. Yeah. But I don't think it's applicable here. Why? Because we can all see that in the summertime, yeah. when you leave your food outside the fridge, yeah. it gets spoiled. Yeah, that's right. The smell we smell in our neighborhood during summertime is far different wow. from winter. Yeah. So in Africa and even in Suriname, when a child is born and is immediately washed, mm-hmm. I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. But so, so the, the, your point here is that the. Okay, there's a, a traditional belief about washing, washing a child that's just been born. Yes. Uh-huh. And what was the belief is supposed to do? Like what's the practice supposed to do to the, just clean up the child of everything, especially when the child is freshly born? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are saying that that practice is not, is not good? It is, it is to a certain point, but the reason why they are saying is yeah. uh, that the baby will be dirty yeah. all the uh, days of his or her life. life. I say it's true because in Africa, because of the climate, okay. if you leave climate the baby, change. the climate, yeah. it makes us sweat a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So how many times don't we wash ourselves in Africa that's compared to European? Yeah, that's true. So but it's different here in Holland. Yeah, so if yeah. you bring that practice here and yeah. you keep on doing it twice a day, yeah. I'm saying that you are eroding the first surface of the baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And Compared to Africa. Yeah. yeah. And then we and, drink a lot. And most of the children are having eczema. Badly eczema on their skin. Yeah, the eczema. The, the eczema. eczema. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, okay. And, and um, it, it's, it's, it's very painful for a child. And you have to go to the house doctor, you know, and, and, and to the skin doctor to, to, to see what's happening, how far it is. And that child can have it through all his life or her life. So it's, it's a climate change of, uh, of in Africa uh, and part of uh, Holland. Our climate is different than in Africa. Yeah. 
So I, I can understand that you want to clean your baby mm -hmm. and, and that belief, of course. I clean my child also. Yeah. Um, because I want it to be clean and yeah. not smelly and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But the climate makes us to, let me just say, like two or one time a day a shower. Okay. And that's it. And But not really not scrub, scrub it and, scrub, and that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that's, that makes it very difficult for me as a Dutch maternity nurse to make aware of an African woman to say that, please don't do it here. Yeah, okay. Because it's and understand where you're coming from mm -hmm. but in Holland the climate is different yeah but I mean it's not about the climate at that time because the, weather, the child is still very very mm -hmm. uh, tender and uh, the child has not begun to go outside as to say uh, this child is exposed to a hot environment and then it's beginning to sweat and uh, no 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 It, the fact is that this child is being born and then the, the elders the elders belief that uh, the, the child needs to be scrubbed yeah. because you, the child has to be scrubbed to take away all the slippery things that uh, she, uh, this child have gathered in the womb and then also it is believed mm -hmm. that this child would have some kind of smelly offensive odor not just a normal mm -hmm. so but offensive odor yeah. if this real scrubbing is not done yeah. and then you see them really doing everything to really scrub and scrub and scrub so yeah. but now we are hearing that it's not yeah and, and to i mean uh, um, like uh, the saying goes that the kind of firewood you have is what you can use in cooking uh, your food <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a particular place, but uh, I don't see anything wrong in it, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. because, um, uh, like, um, for instance, those of us that were born in that kind of climate, I yeah. think we look healthy enough in such a degree that, uh, yeah, compared to Western uh, kind of uh, way of uh, raising up a child, yeah. it, there's nothing wrong in it. It isn't. Yeah. It isn't. But it isn't. It isn't, but to my, own view, yes, to my yes. own view, there's nothing wrong in it. No, and uh, when, you, like I rightly mentioned, yeah. when you go there, when you go to the, the those uh, traditional, mm. they have some excuse me, they have some kind of um, leaves. Mm. Yeah, the bath, the bath. They It, can go even without the the the. Um, The soap that has acidic or their pH uh, level are very corrosive to the. They have some kind of special leaf they can use. Yes. And when. Let me come in. Yeah, right. Use their biological bio, biologists that's yeah. organic. Mm, yeah. And the soaps here, yeah. or soaps that we are talking about, they are also chemicals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So washing the baby, scrubbing the baby twice a day. So every midwife or even a gynecologist. That's, that's where I'm calling. You will rather uh, encourage you to use the herbs yeah. instead yeah. of this chemical products. Well, exactly. Right. That is where I'm trying to because uh, in our days now, everything I've talked to will be more of synthetic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. More of synthetic uh, than uh, natural. Yeah. But true. in our natural way of doing that, I don't see anything wrong yes. because we might see the lengthy time or oh, it might take but they are doing it in such a way that the child when you look at the child the child will come up to be healthy and strong so you're saying that the the for example in scrubbing the child mm. the 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 herb i mean the herbs they use mm -hmm. uh back home from a cultural or traditional point of view yeah 
tends to be safer and healthier than the soap, the chemical soap. That's right. We use now. That's right. But do not use this those herbs on the head because I have always seen them using soap baby soap and then they keep scrubbing the head and I, I go about wondering why would they be scrubbing the head that way you know it's the idea they have that the child is fish uh, the child is going to smell yeah. but what brother Peter is saying is about giving health uh, uh, providing healthy um, giving the baby the strength that they need and that's from the herbs yeah, okay. that we have yeah some people drink it here. Yeah. When we are working with the midwives and they see that there's a pot of this black, in Ghana we call it dido, mm -hmm. uh, this uh, black drink. Yeah, and it's in the Surinamis, they, they, they sell it in the market. Yeah. They are proud to see us drinking it, the health professionals, than requesting for ibuprofen. Yeah. Or paracetamol because you think we have pain, so every little pain I need to get a medicine. Yeah, yeah. But so why don't you try your own? Last time we spoke about it here on the radio. Okay. That our local uh, uh, share butter. Yeah, share butter. Can be prescribed mm -hmm. for people with skin diseases, so we have better things to embrace yeah. than uh, involving ourselves with this chemical product right. that are yeah. here. Yeah. So if you are bathing your baby twice a day and yeah. it's just immersing the child in a in a herbal bath. Yeah. That's fine. Well, How painful is the is the is the um, leaves yeah. that we use to scrub the baby? Yeah. Is the skin going to erode? No. 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 But the sponges that we are using to scrub yeah. the babies, yeah. okay. and the baby will sting, will, will smell. Yeah. If you don't dry the baby properly, yeah. especially the places that has been, uh, we said that the to see the bloiches. When, when the skin when the skin comes together. Yeah. 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 That you need to <laughs> dry properly. Uh, so the, 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 yeah, the, the, the moisture. The moisture. Yeah. For the child to smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, so yeah. That, that's that's very, very important. And we can still be using the traditional things here if the health professional is also aware. Okay. Because we see some patients also in uh, in hospitals. We work a lot in at AMC yes. uh, hospital. That some people, they bring their own drugs to hospitals. Because their own what? Their own medication. Really? They yeah. know that, yeah, Auntie Joyce, these people, you know, I gave birth and they are not giving me anything. So, but you are not sick, you just gave birth. Yeah. So I have this uh, tablet, is it okay? And I say, if you... <laughs> so it's the, it's the idea that oh, we oh, have. Okay, well, what kind of medicine is that? It's, it's, it's a medicine that is fabricated with the, with the local herbs or... No, I, no, just normal, because they, we have the idea that I'm giving birth I, I'm Giving oh, and I'm sick. So that, that, that's an abuse of me. No, I think, you know, I think for the African, average African woman, um, when also um, the, uh, the woman gives birth, mm -hmm. they always press the stomach. Yeah. And they believe yeah. in pressing the stomach yeah. and uh, pushing out some of the uh, blood and all of those things. She too. can buy stomach. Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> Uh, what? She combines stomach. Yeah. 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 She lived here for 44 years. So oh, okay. Like, All right. So let me teach me about that one. Uh, <laughs> why, why do you? Do you want to look slim then? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you buy this. You buy the stomach yeah. so that uh, it goes flat. Yeah. yeah. If that's yeah. what they want. That, that's what they want. They want to, uh, because uh, when you are pregnant, your belly is sticking out, yeah. and then the baby.
baby is born and then you're saying, okay, my, da- my body has done its work, yeah. I have to press it back. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But most of the time, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, because the muscles are, are in, oh, at the side yeah. of the body yeah, yeah. and not in front. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, that is why professionally yeah. she knows how we can bind. Okay. So if we have an African woman who really wants to bind, I learned it from the Nigerians. Okay. And then we've added our own techniques to it to make yeah. sure that the band gets into the ribs. Yeah, okay. So that you get more uh, straight. Yeah. Because after the birth, you yeah. are used to like this. Yeah. That yeah. way. Yeah. But when it's done for you properly, yeah. Yeah. then because your body needs room to, the, the womb needs room to move about. So if you tighten your body, yeah. you suffer from that. Uh, disorders, yeah. then you'll be ended up. Yeah, in, and, and in you're having state. also for, uh, the problem that the womb is very high, and if you uh, bend, uh, bending your belly, yeah, um, and the pressure is coming from upstairs till down. Yes, and that's the only way that the womb can be healing to be like a fist big. Yeah. This is the normal size of a womb. A womb, okay. Uh, before pregnancy. Okay. Um, so it's like a big balloon when your baby is leaving your body. Yeah. Mm. And it has to be... Um, deflated, yeah. Yeah, it, it's deflating to get all the filthiness out. So it's doing its job. Yeah. Um, also, when you're breastfeeding, it works the same. It's it's helping the womb to make to it to get smaller. Yeah, yeah. But if you're binding your, bo- uh, your belly... Yeah and really focus on, I want to have a flat belly, yeah. then you're pressuring your uterus down. Yes. And when that happens, yeah. and you're doing it too hard, your u- the mouth of the uterus is coming out okay. of your vagina. Yeah. Really? Then you're having a big problem, then you have to really go to the hospital, and they have to operate it on the place. Okay. So it's, you have to be very careful yes. with that, yes. and listen to the profession who is there, yeah. to say, okay, I understand that you're having a lower back problem yeah. after delivery because of the changing of your back. Yeah. And when you're binding, it helps also to uh, support your back and your belly is very flexible because the room is there yeah, yeah. and it feels not, not, not nice. I can understand that, but it helps support you with that. But not, when it's really uh, like six weeks, after six weeks, the womb is really on the place is 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 really down so if you having that belly problem to say okay i want to be having a a nice tight belly yeah that's the moment that you have to do that all right i, I would yeah. like uh, yeah. is on this uh, one this very topic yeah I, i i just want to know more before you throw your question okay and yeah, how about a situation when a woman uh, give birth to uh, through cesarean method or yeah Okay, that's a good Exactly, that's, that's a good one. That's good because uh, we've dealt with ma- many methods of uh, giving birth. And it's difficult to for us to convince them of what we know from the medical side mm. and also their beliefs. Yeah. So we find a balance. Yeah. Caesarean, we will advise you not to do it. Yeah. Not to tie the womb. Not no. to tie, because the it's womb, just, yeah, you are, you are cut three times. Eh? Exactly. So your, your, your womb and the wound in your body, yeah. they all needs to be healed. So if you cover it, yeah. you are tightening it, you are not being good to your body. Exactly. So you can, you can wound after yourself. After that maybe six weeks, yeah. when we've gone to check up and all the wounds are healed, 
properly, then you can take care of your body. What that we concentrate on is the breastfeeding because the more you give the breastfeeding to yeah. your child, yeah. the more the womb is contracted and it becomes smaller yeah. and your muscles are getting tighter and tighter. So when you are using the machine to pump out the milk from mm -hmm. the breast, uh, how does it affect the womb? It's, it's the same. It's the same. The same. It's, okay. it's the same. It's the same, except that the baby drinks heavier than what the machine is doing. Mm. And there's also bonding yeah, between you and the baby, baby. we talked about. Yeah, that's yeah. healthy for yeah. the baby. Yeah. Yes. So in Africa, you know, whether you have the money or you don't, yeah. it's breastfeeding. Yeah. The bonding is there, the yeah. trust and the health uh, issue that, that, is that, also being right. tackled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. There is something about shaking baby syndrome. Yes. We uh, we have discovered or yeah. that's being taught every house that we come in. Yeah. And uh, when we come to the West African families and we see them bathing the baby, as uh, Apostle you talked about yeah. earlier on, shaking the baby like okay. this. Okay. Shaking the baby syndrome. Because they turn the baby upside down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Shake with one leg and then the other leg. Shake. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they throw them and they catch them. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah, so that the baby will not be afraid and uh. say, no, mama, don't do it. Grandma, don't do it. Yeah, we understand. Is it, it makes you strong. Yes. You are not afraid. You can go to battle in the Asian time. <laughs> when you are bold, you can go to battle and fight. Yeah, it's true. But here I say, no, don't do it. Why? Because Sylvia will talk about that. If you don't want the baby to be afraid, I said, wait till they are one and a half years and yeah. you see all these bicycle bars <laughs> at Albertine and along the roadside, you see that they'll be doing something they call a top roller. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be somersaulting themselves. Yeah. They'll go to crash, they'll allow them to jump the wall that they want to jump and they know nothing will happen to them. But as young as they are, so fragile, yeah. we say don't shake the babies. Yeah. So even in Africa, whenever you are holding a baby, every older person will advise you to hold the yeah. neck yeah. together with the head, mm. so that the head will not bounce yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Why? Because we believe that the brains are like wires. Sylvia, yeah, yeah, yeah. take over. Yeah, the brains are like wires, and if you shake too much, the, bri uh, the wires can snap, yeah. or the brain can move. Yeah. And uh, that can cause some difficulty with the way that they might be growing up. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, the baby can die. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why we advise the, the, the people not to, to be, in my point of view as a physician, as a maternity nurse, be brutal to your yeah. child, right. but um, be kind and, 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 and support the, the head and the neck mm -hmm. because it's so important. If you really want to have a, a, a healthy baby, um, I understand where it's coming from, but because of the, uh, the medicine world is working like every second is changing yeah. and um, we still have to learn as, as a physician, uh, we have to follow classes and courses uh, about this because it's changed a lot but it's very, very serious. Babies are, are, are going to be dying from okay. it. Okay, well let's leave it at that. Uh, very quickly, <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about the food, the kinds of food that we need to, okay. we believe that we, uh, when we give to our babies or in pregnant mothers prior to delivery or you know after that, uh, the kinds of food that will make them healthy, give, give them a healthy foundation. For, for the development of the kids. Yeah. Of the, yes. I did some food from our backgrounds that, you know, we have, you know, we've been taught 
her parents have maybe raised us up with or we've been told that they are very important. Is it yeah. only for the baby or for the also yeah, the mother? From, coming from the pregnancy stage to the delivery. Yeah, yeah uh, from, from, from the baby, we all know that breastfeeding is the best and yeah. you can give minimum six months, which I know Africa, we can give up to two years, which is very fine. That's wow. nice. Uh, even the baby has teeth, they are not going to bite you because we are we know how to and the professionals can also teach you. We have something like palm nut soup. Palm nut soup, okay. Uh, granite soup. Agushi. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's from the Nigerians. We yeah. have this... Uh, 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 what do we call it? Yes. Uh, everything that you eat, it's well good, apart from alcohol, medicine, and drugs. Mm. Uh, okay. It doesn't sound too extraordinary. I mean, yeah. this is pretty much standard, I think. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, but I, I'm looking for the real, really spiritual, uh, spiritual traditional, thing. special, traditional things. Yeah. Which, the child, yeah, which, which we do, uh, yeah. which actually may vary from one country to another or yes. one tribe to another or whatever, you know? Yeah. I haven't the come mothers, across that, actually. Some special... I haven't diet. come across special diets that... Uh, That's the baby, a child, yes. The baby must, apart from breastfeeding and this normal baby food that we yeah. have, Yeah. but uh, with some cultures that uh, they, they even cook malt. To they cook what? Malt. Well, it's not from West Africa. Yeah. Yeah. That's the situation I have uh, dealt with yeah. in my practice. Uh, that malt is being boiled together with uh, half a mouth, with her oats, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the woman to eat mm -hmm. every morning. Yeah. And I asked of it, and what? Uh, what? What is it? Yeah. What's about? And all that I heard is that it helps the breast, the production of the milk. So uh, I, I I don't know special thing that the baby must take yeah. except this breast milk and the baby food that we have here. So if there is anything that maybe Brother Peter knows, I would like to know. <laughs> and also uh, yeah, because I, I sometimes I yes. I see them giving the baby uh, Pepe. Yeah. Pepperish things. Um, oh, actually, not, not, spicy. Not, 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 yeah, yeah spice is very... Yeah, yeah, but, uh, what I, it was led to eat pepper. What I came to understand in, in relation to that, um, uh, uh, mostly when a child is um, newly born, uh, the tendency that the child might develop some kind of uh, stomach ache is the... And uh, I've come across uh, the parents putting some kind of traditional uh, herbs, even some, what do you call it, this thing, uh, there's a kind of worm that is gotten in the, from the wood. Oh, the worm? Yeah, worm and edible, this thing. Uh, it's a... Maggot. Maggot. Not really maggot, but it's a... Um, uh, uh, Another type. Yeah, I'm trying to... But this, it's, it, it's uh, within... It's medicinal. Just, Put it in the water, and the child will be drinking. They'll be giving that that kind of water. Be drinking, but not the worm. Not the worm. Okay. Yeah, but it's not that sort of worm you are thinking about. It's but it is edible type of worm. But only that I've forgotten the the particular name. Yeah. But but yeah. You put it in the water. Yeah. Then they be giving the child a, and then when you when you observe it very closely, yeah. 
the kind of um, physics that is the, the child the is uh -huh. I mean, you'll be, you'll be dead. You'll be what? Dead. You'll be surprised. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And what does that say? Uh, it's to make the child have free valves. Yeah. Balls. Then because uh, that kind of um, um, stomach egg yeah. that the child has developed, uh -huh. either from what the child has eaten it's from the mother's womb, yeah. okay. or the thing that it was not supposed to be given to the child at that moment. Yeah. So the only remedy for it is those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, and then they put it there. Then they give the child the water to sip gradually, <laughs> and then it clears the body. The system, yeah. Wow, amazing. <laughs> you know, there's something, Elie, uh, if you listen to this program, uh, this, we're talking about beliefs, about raising healthy children uh, in the first 1,000 days. So you're welcome to give us a call on the studio line, uh, 7, 7 uh, You're welcome to interrupt us at any time. I, I was trying, trying to think about this, the food aspect, but what I remember though uh, is that uh, I don't know who gave birth at the time, whether a sister or a mama or somebody in the house, but they make, uh, they roast, there's, you know, there's a roasted corn powder, roasted corn, you know, the type they used to make Tom Brown, yeah. that type. Okay, there's a belief I'm talking about from my background now. I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm an heiress, so uh, I saw this made for a woman who had just given birth. Uh, uh, I, I understand it helps give produce more milk or something like that. So the, this roasted corn powder yeah. is made made into uh, like a thick paste. I mean, like a banco or something like that. That kind of eh? mm -hmm. uh, and then. They add palm oil. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, uh, they make the, the meal uh, and then they put palm oil in somewhere in the middle or around or something like that. Yeah, there is a lot of meat or fish or something, or, uh, yeah. a, a soup or something. That kind of concoction is made and given to the, the woman who has just given birth. And it looks so nice and attractive, you know. And I, I think the goal is to help the mother maybe produce more milk or maybe that's, give a strength. That's actually right because um, because she mentioned uh, I, because naturally the yeah. in African uh, tradition yeah uh, the um, the mother give um, the breast breastfeed the, the children yeah. and it's very uh, it, it's very much advisable and the, most most of the children that uh, grow they grow up uh, through breastfeeding. They are healthy and uh, knowledgeable enough to yeah. my own. So, but the, from what you have rightly pointed out, mm -hmm. there are some kind of um, food uh, when they, they, they is prepared and given to the mother. That just so the idea is to enhance uh, to help her yeah. produce more milk. Yeah. Really? Yes. As we describe the food, yeah, we, 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 we can relate to those people from Eritrea, okay. Ethiopia, yeah. and Kenya. They have something similar? They have yeah. similar. Because okay. as you said, the maize yeah. is uh, also from fiber and there are a lot of products, just as the malt. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the malt here, we call them a fraudin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before this normal malt that we drink from Africa yeah. is, is being imported here, yeah, yeah. the Dutch had a 
Frau Beer, yeah. which uh, in 20 years ago, we were sent to the market to buy for the woman to drink this specifically yeah. malt, yeah. full of maize. For, oh, for the Suriname people yeah. call them stout. Yeah, for, for oh. the breast oh. to produce. A stout. Oh, yeah. stout. But this maize... Is it bitter? Maize, yeah. Um, it's very dark, yeah. dark it's beer. It's malt. It's malt. It's the malt that we drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they make that barku, the dough yeah. from it. Yeah. And then yeah. In middle of it, yeah. they make a hole, yeah. like an, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put this oil. Okay. And when I asked about Ethiopians and Eritreans, yeah. they said that, you know, food is scarce in that area, but when you have a lot of oil, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it nourishes the body. Yeah. It, oh. nourish, it makes them stay longer because wow. oil doesn't dehydrate easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from this, uh, uh, well, from, from the Sahara, <laughs> yeah, part, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it makes you stay longer. <laughs> they eat it a lot. Yeah. Really? You see them, they don't get fat. fat. Okay. But they have oh. fat in their system, which sustains them for longer periods. Oh. Yeah. So Pregnant woman or awesome. woman who just gave birth, yeah. when they give you that base, uh, uh, that meal, yeah. That meal yeah. together with oil, it's like very, very tasty. Sometimes yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. very nice. Yeah, it tastes very because all the nutrition has been added yeah. for you to take it one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you give birth, you don't have the appetite immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Our mothers will be forcing us to eat, and yeah. we don't have the appetite. Yeah. But they believe the little you take with all the nutritional values, it can sustain you for a long time. Awesome. I, I noticed also. It's beautiful, yeah, really. I noticed actually uh, there were some women like who had given birth, but some for some reason the milk wasn't coming. The milk wasn't coming. But I think they began to give that sort of diet, and before you know, then they it began to flow. Uh, so I don't know what it has, what kind of impact it has on milk production as well. Yeah. 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 I think uh, also they they make like a Nigeria Debo side. Yeah. Uh, they cook with the, what's this, uh, yes. the spice yeah. and all of those little little spices and with a lot of pepper in it. Yes. And so it's assumed that it's assumed that the pregnant woman have to be drinking that. Yeah. You know about maybe six times in a day, yeah. and so I, if you see how they pressurize the, preg the pregnant, uh, the newborn um, mother to yes. drink that thing, to, to to drink it, yes, because sometimes it's it's just with one slice of yam you will eat it, yeah. Uh, so because they don't feel like eating, so it's like your mother have to be pressurizing you to eat. You have to drink that and drink that soup. Yeah. That soup is so pepperish. That, but it, that it, it is assumed but, but, that but it helps. Yeah, it will flush out the, all the things, and right. at the same time, the, because the baby is sucking the breast, so whatever the baby has eaten uh, during the time he was in the womb, yeah. so the baby also has to you know, be sucking the breast, and then it's flushing out also the, the you know the yeah. feces. Yeah. From the baby, so it's assumed that if you don't take, if you if you don't eat that. Mm -hmm. You will not be very healthy yeah. because you will have some piled up blood somewhere. Wow. Actually, the, the, the women also advise the, um, essentially not to eat things anyhow. Because whatever they eat, invariably the child will take it from the... Uh, precisely. Yeah. So yes. if they eat wrongly, it will affect the child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, at this point, let's take a short break, okay? Uh, before that we can run. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been enjoying uh, this discussion, so uh, we'll take a short break, but in the meantime, you, you may interrupt uh, 
break. Uh, if you want to call or you have a question or remark, just feel free. Go ahead. <laughs> Give us a call. Okay? Okay. I In case you just join us, uh, we have a very interesting talk about, you know, beliefs on uh, raising children, healthy children, especially from a migrant perspective. And we're discovering a lot of interesting things. I'm telling you, we're digging back into the archives of our culture and history, and we are finding some interesting things. So after all, our ancestors, our parents, they were wise, you know. We've come to replace all these ancient beliefs with modern so-called good medicine, good whatever. But we're beginning to find out that, well, what we had in those days wasn't bad after all. So uh, if you uh, enjoy this program, go ahead and give us a call. Okay, we're taking a short break like we said. So, we'll be back soon. Joe Brace for the music. Uh, welcome back, uh, our panelists. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Well, we are just making a rediscovery of our backgrounds, our culture. And also, we'll be just uh, putting a cup on the program for now. 
have just a few minutes to go and so I just want to uh, treat you to another song another track before I say bye bye I hope you enjoy the peace Okay, so we would like to say thank you for being in our company and uh, we'll see you next week. God willing, take care of yourself. Be blessed.